Rojbaş, this is the Kurdish edition podcast and I'm your host Sardar Saadi. Hello everyone, this is the 12th episode of the Kurdish edition podcast. Today I'm very delighted to have an Armenian journalist and photographer Gayan Kazaryan as the guest host of this special episode. Gayan will talk about the Kurdish broadcast of Radio Yerivan known among the Kurds as Radio Erivane uh, or Radio Erivan, and two very important Kurdish intellectuals in Armenia, Jasime Jalil and Jamila Jalil, who had a crucial role in this radio and in collecting hundreds of Kurdish folk songs, some of which would have certainly died unheard if they were not collected by them. Recently, a collection of 900 songs uh, recorded by Radio Erivan have been published on YouTube by the Kurdish Dutch uh, Cultural Institute in Germany. Uh, you can look them up on YouTube. Uh, but today, uh, Gayan will share uh, her research on Radio Erivan and the story of uh, Jamila Jalil and her role in this radio. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the new episode of the Kurdish Edition podcast. My name is Gayane Ghazaryan and I'm the guest host of today's episode. I'm a graduate of the American University of Armenia and I work as a journalist at Evian Report Media Foundation. My work revolves around topics of memory, exploration of narratives and gender equality in Armenia. I also do documentary photography as a tool of visual storytelling. Um, over the course of the past two years, I have been exploring the history of Radio Yerevan's Kurdish broadcasts and their impact within Kurdish communities in Turkey. I first found out about the broadcast from a close friend from Istanbul and fascinated by the fact that so many people beyond Armenia's border grew up listening to it and shared a common memory, I decided to write an article about it in 2018 and from then on it turned into an oral history project based on the memories of Mrs. Jamila Jalil, whose family was behind the establishment of a distinct Kurdish musical archive in Yerevan, as well as the memories of those who grew up listening to the broadcasts in Turkey throughout the 1960s and 70s.
The song we just heard, Leilo Khane or Leile Khane, was recorded during the Kurdish broadcast of Radio Yerevan. According to Arturis Spirian, the head of the archival department of the public radio of Armenia, there are thousands of recordings of Kurdish folk songs and audio theatrical plays. Radio Yerevan served as a bridge between Kurdish people and their culture throughout the second half of the 20th century, when Kurdish language and cultural expression were prohibited by successive governments in Turkey. But how did it all start? While the decision to have Kurdish programs was made by the central administration of the former Soviet Union, Yerevan kept on speaking and singing in Kurdish, thanks to Jassim Jalil, his family, and their collaboration with local Kurds and Armenians. The history of Radio Yerevan's Kurdish broadcasts is interwoven with the story of the Jalil family. Jassim was the first Jalil to move to Armenia. He was a poet, translator, and educator, born in 1908 in the village of Ghazalghula in Kars region, which was then part of the Russian Empire. Jasime was a child of the orphan generation. He was about 10 years old when his family decided to escape Turkish persecutions against Armenians and Azidi Kurds. And by the time they arrived at the Armenian-Turkish border, his entire family had been killed except for his paternal aunt, who helped him cross the river and find refuge in the orphanage of Gyumri, or as it was called back then, Alexandra Paul, which was also home to hundreds of orphaned children who were survivors of the Armenian genocide. After spending his teenage years in the orphanage of Gyumri and later in the orphanage of Stepanevan, like many of his peers, Jasume moved to Yerevan to work and study. Jasima Jalil was always fond of literature. He never forgot his native Kurdish, but he also quickly learned Armenian and Russian during his time at the orphanage, and he later continued his education in Tbilisi and Baku between 1927 and 1931. Returning to Yerevan, he enrolled in the State Pedagogical University of Armenia, and it was during this period that Jasima started writing poetry, his first poems and translations were published in the local Kurdish newspaper called Rathaza, um, which translates as New Path from Kurdish. His poems were written mostly in Kurdish Kermanji dialect, but he also had some Armenian and Russian poems. And they were all characterized by lyrical warmth and sincerity. And he had many poems dedicated to the themes of love and nature. By the time he graduated from the university, he was already a member of the Writers' Union of Armenia. Jasima became the head of Radio Yerevan's Kurdish department in 1954, shortly before the first official broadcast on January 1, 1955. Yerevan Haber Yerevan is speaking. These were the first words aired from Radio Yerevan by Ordi Khane Jalil, the first host of the Kurdish broadcasts, who was also the elder son of Jasime. The programs were in the Kermanji dialect of Kurdish, and initially they were scheduled three times a week for only 15 minutes and were mostly a propaganda of the Communist Party. It was prohibited to talk about national issues, politics, or Kurdish unity. 
However, Jessime, who was really devoted to his culture, saw the radio as an opportunity to revive Kurdish music and make it more accessible to a broader audience. His idea was to air a Kurdish song um, at the end of each broadcast. His intention was quite controversial at the time because although Stalin's repressions were in the past, there was still a feeling of fear. Besides, it also required additional resources, which the radio administration couldn't afford. After getting rejected once, Jasume tried again and again, eventually convincing the head of the radio to play Kurdish songs at the end of each program from two to maximum two and a half minutes. All Jasima needed was that permission, some tape, and the sound engineer. He promised to take care of everything else, and he did. Once Jasima got the permission, he headed to the town of Tallinn to ask Shamale Bako, a native of Gars, to come to Yerevan with him to record the first piece. Bako, who was delighted by Jasima's offer, not only agreed to play a Kurdish tune on Duduk, he also dedicated it to uh, Jasime, calling it Jasko, which was his nickname for the friend. From then on, Jasime arranged the recordings of traditional Kurdish songs performed by Yazidi and Muslim Kurds, as well as local Armenians. Finding Kurdish musicians and Dengbesh to perform wasn't too difficult because Jasime had grown up with many of them in the orphanage. He was constantly in touch with the Kurdish community across Armenia and he was well respected among them. However, one of the challenges he faced was persuading families to let their daughters, sisters and wives to perform. As you may already know from previous episodes, for a long time, singing in public wasn't considered appropriate for women among Kurdish communities. However, Jasume kept negotiating with families and eventually convinced them. Sometimes family members would accompany women to Yerevan to make sure they are safe, while some other women would perform under nicknames. Another challenge Jasime faced was the accommodation of the Dengbers and musicians, which with no support from the radio administration was left entirely on his and his family's shoulders. He found the solution, hosting them all in his modest uh, Yerevan apartment. And when I first met Mrs. Jamila Jalil, she recalled those days with longing and a profound sense of gratitude. They came to our home, bringing the smell of the manure and tondir with them, the smell of the village, she told me once. Mrs. Jamila explained that all the dengbers and musicians had agreed to perform on the radio on voluntary basis. For a long time, they didn't get paid as it was an internal arrangement and the radio administration didn't get additional funding to pay them. At the radio studio, Jasume did everything to make the villagers feel comfortable. Most of them had never been to a studio before. The equipment and the recording process was new to them. Most of them could not speak a word of Armenian. Jasume always made sure to encourage and support them. The same continued at home. Hanum, Jasume's wife, who also grew up as an orphan, was always hospitable and compassionate toward others. 
She would make the villagers beds and cook for them, and Mrs. Jamila recalled many cases when they had so many people in the apartment, there was no room left, and sometimes they didn't even have enough food, but Hanum would tell her children, that's all right, we can eat bread and cheese today, they are guests and we should treat them kindly. Looking back at those days, Mrs. Jamila proudly said that if her father taught them the value of national songs and music, her mother taught them how to treat people. Gradually, Jasna's efforts set the foundation for the Kurdish audio archive at the radio. According to Jamila Jalil, it was unheard of. No such thing had happened in any other Soviet republics. Thanks to internal negotiations, a huge archive was established. 1961 marked another milestone for the broadcasts, when they transcended Armenian borders, reaching to new audiences in Turkey as well as other Soviet republics. My conversations with Kurdish musicians and Dengbez, who grew up in Erzurum in the 1960s and 70s, helped better understand the impact the radio had in their community. According to Ahmed Kaya, one of the co-founders of Koma Ahmed, back then there was no electricity in the village and people used radios that worked on batteries. Radios were still rare as not everyone could afford them. Kaya recalled how they would gather at someone's house who had a radio at home and would listen to the programs as a community together. Besides Radio Yerevan, they had access to Radio Baghdad. However, Radio Yerevan's programs appealed to people more, at least in the Sarhad region, thanks to several factors, the most significant one being the technical quality. As Gaya's village was close to the Armenian-Turkish border, it allowed the sound to have decent quality. Another important factor was the language, particularly the dialect. The dialect of Kurmanji, spoken on Radio Yerevan, was very close to the dialect of Sarhad region. Kaya noted that many of the Dengbers who performed on the radio were originally from the Sarhad region as well. It's interesting that while many of the songs were originally from Sarhad, Radio Yerevan transformed the nature of their original source, making it more accessible. Both Ahmed Kaya and Deng Bajhani from Erzurum's Salyamach village explained that most Kurdish songs, especially the kalams performed by Deng in their immediate geographies, didn't have any instrumental accompaniment before. They were sung a cappella. However, Radio Yerevan introduced a number of instruments to the old songs, dove, zurna, mei, duduk, and jumbush. The instrumental accompaniment made the songs more accessible for the listeners. As Gaia noted, for villagers who weren't interested in the technical aspects of the kalams, it was hard to listen to them due to their complex structures. But having musical instruments along with the vocals made it more entertaining and exciting to listen to. Storytelling is at the core of the Dengbej tradition, or Dengbeji. With the absence of comprehensive written sources on Kurdish history and language at the time, Dengbeji was a means to preserve the culture and educate the coming generation by telling them real stories from different periods of time and geographies. Making kalams more enjoyable to listen to meant that they would reach wider audiences, serving their initial purpose more successfully. 
Many of these new musical arrangements were made by Mrs. Jamila Jalil, who officially joined the editorial team in 1967 to take care of the archive as well as design new broadcast programs, which had been extended from half an hour to an hour and a half. Born in Yerevan in 1940, Jamila Jalil grew up in a cultural environment. As a young girl, her family home was always filled with live music and folk tales, and it was only natural that she would continue her father's legacy. A self-taught pianist, she studied musicology at Yerevan State Conservatory. Besides working at the radio for decades, she also conducted fieldwork. Traveling across Armenia, Jamila Jalil wrote down and recorded Kurdish folk songs on her portable recorder. In the 1990s, with the collapse of the Soviet Union, Armenia suffered immense economic hardships that were reflected in various aspects of the country's social and cultural life. The increasing poverty, lack of transportation and resources almost shut down the broadcasts. Almost the entire staff working for the Kurdish department, about 13 people, left the country. Among those who stayed were Mrs. Jamila and Kerem Seyad, one of the hosts who was actively involved in the production of the programs. Neither of them lost their hope and came up with new alternatives to keep the programs going. She recalled how the Dengbejs from the villages wanted to come to Yerevan to record their new songs, but they didn't have enough tape uh, to record on. She didn't want to let them down and would either reuse some old ones or record them on her cassette player. Mrs. Jamila worked at the radio for 35 years until 2002 in reaching the archive with about 700 new recordings that are currently kept at the official archives of the radio. She also has hundreds of recordings in her personal archives, uh, which are kept at home, and she updates them regularly up to these days. Many of the songs have been digitized and turned into CDs that are part of Stran U Awazen Kurdi, Kurdish songs and melodies, a five-volume book by Mrs. Jamila and her daughter, Naza Jalil. At the age of 80, she is currently working on the sixth volume of the book with no intention to retire from the cultural work she has been doing for decades and producing over a dozen of books uh, about Kurdish language, history, music, and folklore. Before parting, I want to express my gratitude to Sardar for the opportunity to present this episode, and I'd like to finish it with another song from Radio Yerevan's archives, Ah Aman Aman, which in the 1970s was featured in the renewed version of the first Kurdish film, Zare, shot by the director Hamobek Nazarian in 1926. <laughs>
Təşirini abşərbətdir, çürkəm dağ dilim kətdir Təşirini abşərbətdir, çürkəm dağ dilim kətdir Nizəm çürma nüfərim bir kim həddər uca qiyamətdir Come on. 